Dan, I think one of the most difficult jobs in the world would be a, a thermostat in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> Especially this time of the year, right? Oh, wow. We, we, you know, we went from 90 degree and high humidity uh, last week to the furnace kicking on in the morning. I hear you. It, yeah. <laughs> We've always said, if you don't like the weather in Ohio, stick around because it'll change in 15 minutes. I, I'm right there with you. We went from uh, AC to the furnace running the other day. We were down in the 40s. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I had a I had a a uh, a glimpse of the winter time because you know how like when you start getting older, your joints kind of hurt when you're cold or you're sitting in your living room and it's just a little chilly. And oh, I was feeling that this morning. It was cold. And I had to put a blanket over me because I was, I was getting shivery here in my, you know, it's funny too, because if it was 90 degrees outside, I'd be thinking how nice it is inside the house right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> getting old, yeah. just getting old. I tell you. Yeah. But fortunately we will not be complaining about the weather during this episode of our podcast. No, we will not because it actually is uh, kind of nice out. It, it's cooled off now. I think. Dare I say, summer is done. <laughs> you think? I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I think that I, I, I can't say that I have felt fall in the air yet. Um, you know, we haven't really had it that cold. The leaves are still pretty green. The grass is unfortunately still growing. But there is this internal alarm clock I have that has gone off and that's about the firewood and getting the firewood ready for the fall selling season. I just feel like I got to get my production up. And I will say too, with the cooler weather, I can get so much more done. I can work way longer in the day than I can when we're dealing with this oppressive heat. Yeah. It's, it's, we, we have uh, some leaves that are turning up here, and we do have had those, you know, those cooler temps move in. But, yeah, it's kind of like, like you said, kind of like that internal clock is going off. Like the busy season is here. It's getting You're getting ready to ramp up on, well, I don't have, you know, being the hobbyist that I am, I don't really have orders oh. coming in. What? <laughs> what was that? What was that noise? What was that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> okay so, but i do so have, we have <laughs> oh go ahead yeah <laughs> well i was gonna let's we got to explain our situation here to everyone dan so we have added a new wrinkle to the podcast uh to the woodhound podcast <laughs> and we have come up with our word of the day and we have concluded our word of the day for the next coming year to 10 years is going to be what word dan hobbyist hobbyist <laughs> So anytime we say the word hobbyist, just like right now on the podcast, you will be hearing the word of the day, annunciation. Oh, boy. Yes. So anyway, as I was saying, as <laughs> my, uh, my roadside stand has been taking quite a hit. Consecutive days, I think now I'm on the fourth or fifth day. And I even had somebody returned a whole bunch of bags. I think it was like 15 bags they brought back. No kidding. So it's yeah, it's it's great. I'm loving you this don't time. You know who of that year. person is. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. So that tells me, too. And, you know, when I think of firewood, I think of making money. And people, you know, there's people out there that bash bundles. And they, they just see bundles as a waste of money. It's beneath their their own abilities to to make logic about firewood because you just pay so much for so little and they're thinking well what the heck you can buy a whole cord for you know the bottom line is there are a lot of people out there that do not want a lot of firewood no they're willing to pay a lot of money for a little bit of it because that's all they want exactly and that's what that customer that you have yeah they don't is into they don't want um the mess of something getting dumped in their driveway and they don't have the space to store it yeah simple and i would think too someone would say well heck you should find out who that person is because you could probably sell them a bunch of bulk and i would argue no you can't because they buying bulk firewood is easy and they clearly don't want a lot of it so that's how they like their fires and they also like um you know buying it local off of a nice guy down the road and i don't why would i want to sell them something in a larger quantity for less money (laughs) yeah totally agree (laughs) that doesn't make any sense either (laughs) yeah totally agree even though you would get like more money sooner look at all the earning potential that you've you've walked away from yeah and and all the extra work that you've caused yourself as when i'm when i'm in the category that i'm in I don't, I don't worry about that. <laughs> and what cat and what category would that be, Dan? A non-professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Dan and I have had this inside joke for a while. We don't know how I got started, but. Oh, we uh, know. I would. We know someday, <laughs> someday we'll have to explain it, but right now we'll just keep it the inside. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we refer to Dan as this type of word that uh, we've already used once today. Once too many times. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's what Dan is, and that's good enough for me. And uh... (laughs) I am what I am, and that's the way it is. You're the Popeye (laughs) of firewood. There you go. But even if you're in that category, you still, I think, have that sense of, this is the time of year to start making your money or start preparing production for next year. You know, th- at least that's how I look at it. I not my fall and going into winter now. I'm I'm looking at making firewood for next year. Everything I'm cutting and splitting for next year's supply. Yeah, I can't help but think that some of the wood I'm dealing with right now will be ready to sell like late winter uh like right at the turn of the new year because what i've seen it still will season out in the winter time not when it's frozen but uh i i've seen it with my own eyes it doesn't season as fast i think the heat of summer and the wind um you know those all conspire to help the wood season out faster uh, but I, I've tried my darndest to get a year ahead of myself with my production. 
and you know there was only so much i can do through the heat of summer so i i've always said i do what i can and i'm happy with it but i always look back at what i've done i think yeah i wish i had more um but when you think of everything else that i was able to accomplish this summer i'm good with it yeah you can always have more i mean you can never have enough right so at some point you have to say you have to be happy with what you got done <laughs> that has been my observation is you know, I've, I've always said that there is a firewood shortage in this country every year. I think every stick of firewood ever made gets sold. And um, I've found fire, selling firewood easy to do. And it, you know, that's the frustrating thing is when you sell it for a lot less than what you can get out of it, which is yeah. how I try to make a living. Yep. Yeah, but as for the fall, you know, I still I have not smelled it in the air, but... I just have that internal drive that's kicked in and I've been very busy making a lot of firewood, doing a lot of stacking. The phone has been ringing a little bit at a quicker pace <laughs> and then hearing you with your, your roadside stand, uh, getting a lot of traction that tells me selling seasons on up selling season is upon us. Yes. And I, and I have, um, I think the other thing is now there's, you know, obviously cooling off there's more people i think in their backyards having fires but once that like first frost hits then i think that's when people who may have forgotten to buy their firewood or order their firewood i think that's when they hit the panic button and that's when people will you know people who are firewood sellers will really start seeing their phones start ringing off the hook i think so do you get people that come knock on your door or you know or is or do they just stay at the stand there they just stay down at the stand yeah so you have a roadside stand that sits at the end of your driveway and you live in a kind of wooded residential area yes and you you take cash or do you have like a qr code or you take credit card or how why don't you give us a explanation on how this thing works cash only <laughs> deposit in the, the pay box is on the side of the stand it's, it's just a uh, a locking mailbox um and yeah it's worked out great i know everyone always asks about the honor system and i've only had a few instances where people didn't pay for the full amount but they paid something so i never i've never had anything uh -huh. taken without payment yeah i I think we did a episode discussing this about risk management yeah. and how people will get so wrapped around the axle about stuff getting stolen that they remove all chances of making profit. But still, that would annoy me, you know, people stealing my stuff, you know, you yeah. work hard to get it out there and all, and then people just steal it. But, uh, but you... I mean, do you think that's something you don't lose sleep over that, obviously? No, because what what are you really going to do? You know, there's if it was happening every day or every other week, if it was more consistency in it, then I would probably look into, you know, some alternatives. But it hasn't happened that much. You know, you just got to have faith in people, man. There's good people out there. You know, I think so. Yeah, I've always said you can always find what you're looking for. So yes. I, I see, I always find a lot of good people out there. I see young, young people that are hardworking. I, I don't know. 
I, I just always felt that you can always find what you're looking for. And besides Dan, my good friend, log hauler, Jesse, he has a, he has a saying, he says, you know, people really don't steal firewood simply because you have to work too hard to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the day too, you know, what are you really out of? I don't know. You know, should you look at it as your lost opportunity for a sell, a sale, or just what you have in the wood that made it to become firewood? Yeah, Calculate I don't know. Calculated at at gross or at net? I don't know. No clue. <laughs> yeah. But here we go. We're going into the fall, and I got some maintenance on my trucks. I got some maintenance on my machines. I got a new um, employee around the yard, a high school kid. Oh, and man, really? he's a good worker. Good worker. But what I have noticed is when he is stacking, um, I, I'm over doing things to the machine or cleaning up or doing some maintenance that otherwise would not have been done. So it's kind of like a lot more benefit than just someone getting all my stacking done uh, because I just... I don't know. I like working, but I don't want to work all the time. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'd like to take a break in the, in, at the end of the day. So usually when I make wood, I stack it and that's physically, um, taxing. I'm done for the day, you know, or right. I'll get everything set up again for tomorrow. But then when I have someone helping me stack, I get all this other stuff done. So uh yeah i'm still i'm learning every day about being self-employed i've never had a business before and um uh, it's like one little thing happens and my little rusty wheels start grinding in my head and it's uh giving me some like new things now to start trying to figure out <laughs> would you ever uh speaking of like the busy season have you ever thought of or would you ever consider uh someone to do your deliveries for you or is that too uh, too risky because you want to have your reputation upheld? Well, I have some people in my head that if they if they were available, I would trust them. You know, because they're nice, they're well presentable, they would be respectful to the uh, customer, they would drive responsibly, they do a good job. But at the same time, the deliveries is like my that's my time. You know, I love doing them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if I had someone helping me, I would rather they stay back at the yard and make wood and stack it, you know? Yeah. There's other, there's other things to be done while you could be delivering. Yeah. Yeah. So that I've had other people, you know, that have offered to do this and to do that, but that's what, when I think of all of the things that I do, what I need done is stacking. And I don't know, it just, I think there's like a lot of retirees or, you know, adults that are just looking for side work that <laughs> by definition wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's got to be an easier way of making 20 bucks and stacking a quart of firewood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there probably is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then like I have a thing with stacking because I like have my son help me and my wife help me. 
But I sometimes I I'm a little too OCD with my stacking that I need the stacks to be, you know, they, you can't have them falling over and they can't be sloppy. Like there's nothing worse than a sloppy stack of firewood. You need it to be nice and tight, straight up and down. Oh yeah. I don't know. So it, it's yeah, it's it's just I don't. Know. Yeah, I totally agree. It's funny too. There, <laughs> my one daughter, she stacks like a boss. My other daughter. It, she stacks like her stacks look like she didn't care when she did it right so i did this in-depth scientific study on her <laughs> actions and trying to come to conclusions on what's causing her to stack that way and uh, i finally figured it out why uh, she stacks like it looks like it doesn't care and you and you want to know why because she doesn't because because <laughs> she doesn't care <laughs> Yeah, her, Shocking. her Shocking. yeah, her stacks are the Leaning Tower of Pizza. She's yep, th yeah, they look like they're out of a Cat in a Hat book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one little one little bump or if one stick gets nudged, the whole stack's coming down. <laughs> yeah, they all fall down. They do, and that's part of like stack maintenance you know you can stack like a perfect stack of firewood and then two or three months later it's leaning man yep and you know you got to come by next to it and and straighten it up and that's just part of it i have not had a stack fall over for the last we're going on five years however we did have that big round of storms that came through here northeast ohio we had nine tornadoes Jeez. and we went like two days without power one of my stacks got blown over uh, with the big storm. And I don't consider that a, a, uh, I don't consider that to break my streak. Yeah. And and your stacks kind of are close enough to where you almost, it won't, I mean, what the next stack would kind of stop one, right? It wouldn't be like domino. Yeah. Effect, well, it? yeah, it, uh, one and one started leaning into the other and then the one on the outside fell over. Uh, okay. And that was, if you look where the damage from all the winds and the trees that got tore down, it was like right in line with all that. There were trees down everywhere out here, everywhere. It was just a crazy storm that came through. How my roof made it through it, I have no idea. A lot of firewood on the ground then is what you're saying. There was. It looked to be a bad day to be a locust tree because <laughs> um, a lot of the trees that were down were locust, I noticed. There's probably a bunch of woodhounds out there gathering them up. Yeah, them there up. was there was a lot of free wood, <laughs> <lot of> chainsaws. <laughs> so here's a, <laughs> I had a friend that was a manager for Home Depot. He said that the best time to get a deal on a chainsaw is the week after a big storm. He said that because everyone there's a mad rush, everyone comes in to buy a chainsaw. And then when they get their yard all cleaned up, they bring it back to the store and refund it. And they say it didn't work right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. Yep. Yeah. So he says they'll refurbish them and they sell them at a discount. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So yeah. so with the busy season now, this is going to be, though, the your first busy season from your, your new yard. So is there anything that you are doing differently in preparing for your busy season? Well, I am still, I still do not consider my new wood yard open to the public. 
I had a sign made, which was expensive. I'm here to tell you. And I had to get a permit for it, but I have not put it up. And, uh, but I do have rows and rows of wood, including, uh, I had a real, you know, what the, the, the wood that was made during the open house. And then the week later I went to Maine, the week I got back, I just went to town. I made a whole bunch, all that wood's ready to go. Um, and then I have a lot of wood that from my supplier, I have a couple guys up north of me that make wood for me and i have that stacked in my backyard not to mention what's up at their place too so that's my inventory for the winter but at the new yard uh just love it um broadside i can have my truck loaded in no time i could do now do multiple deliveries in a day um if i have my help you know on the weekends too i can um spend all day making deliveries yep so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Still not open to the public. People have asked me on my YouTube channel if I have considered putting out a stand out there. And I have, and I would even be willing to do it on the honor system, knowing that I'm probably going to get taken <laughs> on, on some of it. However, it just seems like right now I'm kind of off the radar screen, um, even though I'm at a very high profile location. I'm kind of behind that wall. And I think a lot of people don't know that I'm there. And I think right now I want to keep it that way because I'm still a little antsy about um, midnight visitors, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. And yep. until I get a couple other things addressed, I'm just, I think I just want to stay a little bit, just keep it as like my production area right now. Yeah. Yeah. So this 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 fall and winter, are you taking wood from your your old wood yard still, or how long until your old old wood yard is cleared out? Yeah. So I have like eight cords left for my one restaurant that are here at my house. I have probably another twelve cords of just mixed hardwoods for residential. The challenge there is, you know, those are out in my yard and we all know how soft that gets. Yeah. And, you know, that I get mudded out of that area late mid-November until everything freezes up, um, you know, which last year was a challenge because we had a very warm winter. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, but I, the where I keep my wood up north of me, that's all on gravel. Everything's good up there, too. So sometimes I have the wood. It's just a matter of where am I going to pull it from. Right. And you don't have the tractor back at your house now where if you need it, no. you, you have to be able to drive pretty much right up next to the stack. Yeah. Well, I still have my four-wheeler and my Ultratech dump trailer, which I've had to do uh, before, you know, when the yard gets just way too soft. I you just got to do what you got to do. I'll load up that trailer with the quad and pull it up to the driveway. Uh, my delivery truck's two-wheel drive with an open rear end and it, it'll get stuck <laughs> on flat drive pavement in August. You know, it gets no traction. My, my other, my other truck, my four wheel drive, that thing will go, that thing will go anywhere. Yeah. In fact, when my other truck gets stuck, I'll pull it out with my four wheel drive, but I'll leave it in two wheel drive because it's got a, a posi rear end in it and it just pulls it right out in two wheel drive. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that that Ultratech dump trailer though, that thing is one handy little thing to have because I use yeah. that to refill the roadside stand all the time, and it's it's amazing how much you end up using something like that. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, just I mean, you can just in. bang wood into that; oh, it doesn't awesome. dent. Yeah, it's, <laughs> the only thing I have one complaint about it, and it it's got those sharp edges. And I've run my thigh into them on more than one occasion. Like your, uh, when I'm walking around toe? the back of it. Not my <laughs> <laughs> not, not my pinky not toe. That's the pinky toe. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so that's what I got going on. I got some maintenance I need to get done. I got to change some oil. I got to change a belt. I got to do a lot of cleanup. Um, and grease. I already ran my grease gun out of grease. I got to get more grease, more diesel fuel, just that kind of stuff. But it's just uh, getting ready for the delivery time here. Get, yep. fall, fall is in the air, Dan. It is. Yep. Busy season is upon us, both sending wood out, bringing wood in. But I, but I like this time of the year. This is my favorite time of the year. Yeah, when the leaves change. Yep. It's cool outside. Yeah. That heat of summer, man. Jeez. Hey, do we? Uh, do you want to? Do we want to mention? Uh, we might have something pretty big coming in here to the podcast sometime soon. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should wait until the chickens come home to Hatch? to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just thought maybe it'd be you know we could drop a little. Well, I guess I just did drop a little teaser. So. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah well, stay tuned for more details yeah, on the details we can't give you. <laughs> yeah. It might be that uh, Dan and Joe have outdone themselves. Huh? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Exciting times ahead, though. Both. I mean, it's, it's just this is the time of year for, you know, yeah. big things going on well, in the firewood world. And we got some big things happening on the podcast. And holy smokes, watch out. Yeah. The baseball player in me, uh, I've been trained over my life that you do not talk about big things until they happen because you'll jinx yourself. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to brag right now. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the professional side of you. If you had something, (laughs) if you had a different side of you, where you, you know, for only looking at it as a hobby. Now, wait, does hobby count as hobbyist? No, oh. hobby. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the day is hobbyist. Okay, so I can say hobby. If you, if you only had a yeah. hobby, you would look at it different. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's yeah. just leave it at that. Uh, the Everyone's just going to have to wait along with us. But when it happens, uh, we'll be the first to tell you. You will, yeah. You'll be the first to know as right. soon as it happens. <laughs> All right, Dan. Well, I'm looking at the time here, and I know that you got other responsibilities that you must take care of. Yeah, surprisingly, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how about let's uh, get ready to strike up the band, and let's go ahead and thank everyone for tuning in and helping make the Woodhounds podcast the number one firewood podcast in the world. Yes. What is it? The number one 
firewood podcast in the world. Yeah, that's just, I like hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it's never get tired of saying that. Yes. Yeah, tune in every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., Woodhounds. There you go. All right, well, let's tell everyone then, Dan, to stay cool and be safe and consider having a great day. 